Hi guys and welcome to my podcast, Rose Tinted Glasses. Like many girls, I have been blind to red flags and tend to see situations in a positive and unrealistic light. Every week I'll be speaking to guests about all things love, dating, breakups and of course red flags. So, there's no one I know who has seen more red flags than my first guest, Jess. She has been one of my closest friends for over 20 years, and I'm so excited to have her on here today. Welcome, my friend. Welcome, welcome. How are you today? I am good. Just finished work. Yeah, was it good? All good, yeah. Lovely jabs. Lovely Um, Thank you for um, talking to me today. So, obviously... You were in a three and a half year relationship, in a toxic mm-hmm. three and a half relationship with a narcissist. Joy, we do love joy. that word now, don't we? We do, <laughs> love it. So, um, tell me a little bit about your life just before you met him. So, about a year and a half before I met him, I lost my mum. So, obviously, wasn't in the best place. I was just. If anything, I was in the worst place. Yeah. Vulnerable, living on my own, like have my own place. Um, Did you have a support system before you met him? See, uh, it's so hard because when someone passes away, mm. as you do, everyone rushes and is like, if you need anything, blah, 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 which is so nice. Yeah. But then people sort of get on with their own lives, as mm. you would. So, set a year down the line. Okay. Yeah, that had completely gone so I didn't have that anymore so I was so depressed I mean like I said just crying myself to sleep every night Mm. I would get home from work to silence I would wake up to silence Mm. I would like even just go into the shops then coming back to nothing it's so strange when you've been with like your mum and your brother Mm. and I looked after my mum for basically my whole life so Mm. to go from that to then have no one Mm. god I was just so vulnerable yeah so did you have your own place rented my own yeah. place um which so is you nice. were independent you know oh, you God. were thrown into being independent straight away yeah definitely you know how did you meet were you um so on a night out really yeah on a night out mutual friends yeah and um, did you yeah. get into a relationship pretty quick after meeting him oh my god very intense looking back now it was super intense. He would mm. come over every night. He would stay at mine every night. Um, You're in a honeymoon stage, aren't you, at the very start? Oh, God, yeah. You want to spend every minute, minute of with them, yeah. which is normal. Yeah. But then after a while, it was sort of quite intense. And then I moved to a different place. Yeah. Um, and then he sort of moved with me. Yeah. So from the get-go, we were sort of living together. together. As soon as you met, you kind of were straight into... A relationship, a committed yeah. relationship, straight yeah. away. You probably thought you, you know, you met the one, and you probably thought, God, this is my, you know, yeah. angel sent from yeah. heaven because yeah. I've just lost my mum, and here comes a Greek god, yeah. and I would say, into my life. I would agree. I would say, <laughs> like, you saved me. Which, oh my oh, God, God, you put him on a pedestal from I the did. get-go, didn't I really, you? Really did. Yeah, and it's madness. Yeah, it's absolute madness now. So your relationship at the start, it was, you know, 
you're spending time together, you enjoyed each other's company. It was quite a good relationship at the start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing I used to always think is, we actually never went on like a first date. Yeah. Because it was so intense from the get go, we never really did. He never took me on a first date. Yeah. He just stayed at my like. Yeah. We might go out for dinner. Yeah. But there was none of that like first date or yeah. whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really hard. To you know, straight into a relationship. Like, yeah, helping me move house. Like when I moved. Yeah. Um, he would come round at like ten o'clock at night after work and help me move boxes. And so I just he couldn't thought, have done enough for you. He couldn't have done enough for me. Literally yeah. couldn't. I thought I met the man of my dreams. <laughs> little did you little know so when would you say you started to notice that there were red flags in your relationship okay so i would say probably even mm, two months yeah two well, months a into month the relationship. and a half yeah into the relationship and it was when i was on my phone and he was next to me and he thought that he saw um someone's whatsapp picture and they were of color so a, a black person yeah. And he hit the roof. He started saying all these racial like slurs to me. And I was just like, hang on a minute. Like, I'm mixed race. I have family who are black. Yeah. How dare you say this and be so awful about yeah. just somebody's colour of their skin. Yeah. I was just... I, it, it took me by surprise, if I'm completely yeah. honest. And then leading on from that, I think it was the same situation... He made me print out my phone records to prove that I didn't answer the phone to this person, which oh is absolutely, like, looking back now... I, I didn't even know you could print off your phone records. I didn't. And he <laughs> literally, I remember, I was sat on my sofa, and he was stood over me, like, getting so angry, that, and I was saying, I don't know how to do it, I don't know, like, I didn't answer the phone, and he made me do it. Somehow, luckily, I found out how to do it. And I got it up and, and showed him. I How did thought, that make you feel? It's so hard because before all of that, he'd have been perfect. Yeah. I literally couldn't have like faulted him. Yeah. So I just thought, mm, okay, I'll. I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know. So did you end up thinking like guilty for for you know or sad that he even thought that you would have it in you to to message other boys while you were with him? I or... would say to him all the time, I would never do that to you. Yeah. I would never do that to you. Yeah. And I think if anyone knows me, they would know I wouldn't, I'm yeah. not, I would never do that. No. Um, so the fact that he even then didn't believe me and I had to do that for him. Yeah. That's a major, major red so flag. Awful mm. as well. Yeah. Massive red flag. And I think another one at the time, again, I didn't really look too much into mm. it, is he bought me a puppy for my 21st birthday. Mm. And that was how long were you together at that point? Two months two months and he bought you a dog so we uh yeah we met july and my birthday september yeah and he turned up with a puppy wow for me my dog yeah and at the time you probably think oh my god what an amazing gift like oh my god yeah there's no better gift than like somebody turning up with a puppy no and i think i really think that's where the control probably started because you know you were the sole care of that dog really you know you done everything for that dog and you were very restricted if you said to him i'm going out with the girls please could you look after the dog and go out he'd go out so you know you had to be back for the dog Mm. so did he ever mention to you about his previous exes because i know from experience being with a narcissist um 
they've got nothing nice to say about mm. the women that they were before they were with you. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I personally didn't see it as a red flag because mm. I was young, I was broken myself. And when he was slagging off his ex, I felt sorry for him. Like, oh my God, how could someone be that cruel to him? Yeah. You know, he's a lovely guy. Well, how could his ex be so nasty? Um, and I mean, his ex ended up saying to me, um, you've not taken my boyfriend, you've taken my problem. And Literally. I thought, wow. Yeah. And at the time I thought, no, what problem? Mm. I'm gonna prove, you know, I'm gonna prove everyone yeah. wrong that this works, but, you know, later down the line, when he's got a new girlfriend, I've said, you know, to my other friends, God, she's taken my problem, not my boyfriend. Yeah. So did he ever mention to you about his exes? Yeah. Um, the one word, the one word, they're psychos. Oh my God. The psycho word. The psycho word. <laughs> wow. Everyone, Every single yeah. one of them was a psycho. Yeah. And he cheated on them because... They, they made him do it. Yeah, they made. They him wouldn't do leave it. him alone. Yeah. Um, they were needy. He couldn't do anything without them kicking off. And wow. at the time, yeah, I would think, God, that's mad. Yeah. Like, so at the time, you try and be really chill. Like, I'm not going to be like his exes. Yeah. But yeah. as time goes on, you realise. I remember thinking a year down the line, fuck me, she had it bad. No mm. wonder she was saying all this stuff about him, but I was so deep in it, it was hard to get out. So Literally, yeah. So what kind of things would he say, obviously, that she's a psycho and stuff, but... the th Like, she would harass him. Mm. She wouldn't leave him alone. Um, and he cheated on her because he didn't even really want to be with her. He forced her... She forced him into the relationship. Mm. And I know for a fact now, I'm probably being called a psycho. Oh, well, me too. Like, we're and probably the, both We're, we're the biggest psychos. psychos. <laughs> We've uncovered your narcissistic traits. <laughs> yeah. So it's literally, yeah, everyone was a psychopath. Yeah. I mean, it's very rarely true that your ex is a complete psychopath without mm. you doing anything to make them a psychopath. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So one common trait of a narcissist is that they lack empathy. Did you ever feel in your relationship that he lacked empathy for you in certain situations? Yes. <laughs> Short answer. Um, so I had two miscarriages, which, yeah, horrible, as you can imagine. Mm. And, but the, I think you came with me, didn't you? When my body didn't let go of the baby, I had to have it surgically removed. Yeah. And where he just couldn't and wouldn't take any time off of work to come with me, I had to ask you to come with me mm. otherwise I would have probably gone on my own and I mean that you should never go through something like that by yourself I mean you know you can have friends there with you but mm. it's not the same as your partner being yeah. there because it wasn't just my baby it was his yeah. baby as well and I mean the first time it was a shock well it was a shock that I even was pregnant yeah, yeah. Um, and then to, to go to the scan and expect everything to be okay and then for them to tell you that there's no heartbeat it's just awful as a woman I think it's just one of the worst things that you can go through yeah. so to not have the support of that other person just made it ten times harder yeah. and I remember I remember sitting on the sofa with him saying why can't you talk to me about this like why like why won't you just talk to me and he's like I can't I can't do it the, like my work will go downhill I haven't got time to be sad and I just sat there thinking what about me 
Like, I'm about? sorry, in comparison, your work to a, a human yeah, and your your baby is, yeah. you know... There's... And it would be the whole thing of, I provide for everything. I can't let affect that. And I just, linking now, I think, God. But back then, did you feel like, oh, yeah, he has got to provide for us. He does this for us, you know? Yeah. I was upset because the, all I wanted was even just to talk at him and him even just sit and really like listen to me. Yeah. But even that he wouldn't he just wouldn't do. Mm. So I just completely felt on my own mm. um for both of the times. And I remember I think the appointment before you came, I was literally there at the place and I rang him saying, "Where are you? Like where have you parked?" And he just said, "Oh, I'm stuck at work. I'm not going to make it." So I had to go in there on my own. Mm. I think that was the point where, or near the point where I thought, oh, this is some, there's something wrong. Mm. Like, there's really something wrong in this relationship because if I think of my friends and their boyfriend, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, this shouldn't happen ever. Yeah. But it's happening to me, mm. regardless of everything else. So what made you, at that point, you know, what was keeping you from, keeping you from leaving? he was just so clever mm. he would say to me all the time you've got nothing you've got nothing you've got no one I provide for you and when you hear that constantly having lost your mum having actually lost everything to you you think shit mm. yeah I haven't got anything without you and did you start you started to believe it then that you started had to completely believe yeah. it which now I couldn't be happier yeah. without him and all yeah. of that but at the time when you're in it... You're, you're a prisoner in your own head, aren't you, when you're with someone like that? that you, and you, you really feel that there's no... There's kind no of, way out No way out, them. yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you want to fix them as well because you yeah. see their vulnerable traits because now and then they, they let you into a bit of vulnerability mm. yeah. and, um, and you feel sorry for them. You just want to fix them and, yeah. you know, I could save this person. They would mm. change with me. They... You know they weren't great with their exes but with me they might you it'll know it'll be different it'll be different they would yeah. have changed the thing is though they never will so did it ever um did did it ever get physical with you yeah so i mean at the beginning it was all like control jealousy um i mean this is this is actually funny now but mm. at the time i remember thinking what the like this is weird I, if I was going out rare that I would mm. go out to shave my legs who are you shaving for who are you going to be shagging tonight oh my I would God. get that and I would just think do you know what it's easier if I just don't see anyone don't leave yeah. the house don't do anything yeah. just stay inside and just let you do what you want yeah. because whatever I do there's something wrong there's something wrong yeah I, do you know what I remember actually when we um we we were at the pub and he was out on a night out mm. and I said come on Jess let's go let's go out and you were like oh I'm not sure I've got nothing to wear like you were wearing tracky bottoms literally no bra on you looked homeless no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking I said look you can borrow some of my clothes so I gave you my bra mm. um you know you wore a dress or whatever and then um, we ended up going into town and we ended up seeing him out mm. and he looked at you and I think he like looked all you, at your bra you were wearing or something mm. and was like what are you wearing mm. and then the next day um, you said I'm really sorry Meg but he's broken your bra 
where he yeah, snapped it off you it off me. because it was lacy or something. Yeah, which is li- like, mm. what the hell? I yeah. just can't. And I remember another time actually when I think we were here at yours. Yeah. And um, what happened? I think it was some, like he was out with his friends yeah. and he was saying to me, if you come out in town, it's over. And I remember you being like, nah, we're going out in town. Yeah. And that night was the most horrendous fight. Like pushing me, throwing things at me. And I well, think when you from got then, yeah, from then it just got worse. So the worst thing was my head. So, so when you got home that night, how did that or how did it escalate? It just row, just argument, aggressive pushing me I mean I can't really remember Mm. if I'm being quite honest I just know that that I think is where it started Mm. I mean I had to go into work with a black eye explain to work and lie oh I hit my head on the corner of a cupboard or something and this was a different time was it this was a different time I don't even know over something so ridiculous I don't even remember what but every time it was an accident Mm. until the final time where he was on a night out I was in bed asleep I woke up as he came in as he was always checking my phone and on there was a snapchat friend request I don't even really use snapchat Mm. but it was from a guy um and by my bedside table I had a big pint like a tumbler thick glass of water yeah he swelled that over me and then I was like out of shock you sit up bolt right yeah and then I just all of a sudden hear this bang like on my head and just ringing and I'm pretty like I can't I think I blacked out for like two seconds or something and then there was just warmth like all down my shoulder my back and I looked and it was blood and he had hit me over the head with this glass and I it's so blurry I can't even really remember I just Mm. remember being in the shower and this clump of hair coming out where he just cut my head my hair had fallen out he'd cut my hair so and I remember saying you need to take me to the doctor like this I'm this isn't good you need to take me to the doctor and he just refused I said you need to take get your mum to take me Mm. refused until he could come with me the next day so you wouldn't be able to I wouldn't say anything wouldn't say anything yeah and even when I went he had to come in with me as they sorted my head out do you think the doctors knew I think so I think so Mm. but what can they what could I do in that situation you've got your boyfriend sat next to you which one you want to protect and at the same time you probably want to scream and say please help me yeah but because I wanted to tell you Mm. I wanted to tell my family I wanted to even tell his family what had happened Mm. but then on the same at the same time I was lying for him yeah I said because I think I remember you I can't remember whether it was a black eye. Oh, it was a black eye because I cut your hair that de- uh, a few days after. And I mm. said, what happened? And you said, oh, I tripped down the stairs. I, I tripped over the dog and fell down the stairs. Mm. And I, I went into the... So, yeah, I remember going out um, into the living room and saying, mum, he started to hit her. Um, but obviously, you know, I could only ask you so many times with mm. you denying it. Then You denied it so much, but you were protecting him. And I would portray such a nice, like, relationship on social media that I loved him. I mean, I'd have clients go, oh, my God, Jess and blah, blah, blah. Um, They're just so, 
you know, they just look so in love. They're like a celebrity couple, model couple, whatever. And I was thinking, no, they're fucking not. <laughs> little like, do they know. little do they know. He's standing but, on my throat and, yeah. like, crushing my hand. And Why did he crush your hand? Because, do you know what it was? It was that near the end, and I'm not, I'm not a weak person. Yeah. And phrase like getting walked over like a doormat I'm not that at all yeah I am actually quite a strong person considering what I've gone through yeah and at the end of it I'd had enough and it yeah. did turn me nuts it's you know me I'm not one for yeah. confrontation or anything and and I think I took something like some tickets or something or I had it in my hand and he literally so I remember running into the bathroom and locking it because I was scared um and he got in and just stood on my hand and just crushed my hand open and thinking back now I think oh I was actually quite at the the same time of being so petrified yeah I think the strength in me was starting to come out and be like no you're not treating me like this yeah 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 absolutely so it's it was a weird time Mm. because he'd obviously really hurt me and he could really hurt me and he did really hurt me yeah but then i was becoming strong enough to try and stand up to him and, and be like this up, is yeah. not okay yeah so you, you just mentioned that he stood on your throat like that must have been fucking terrifying yeah i saw a message on his phone it just flagged up wasn't looking on his phone at all his phone was just up you know yeah and i was trying to wake him up he'd been out and was just asleep and I was trying He'd been on to wake, a night out. Been on a night yeah. out. I was trying to wake him up, and I just thought, I'm not going to let this go. Like, if this was the other way around, God. So I got I got water and just splashed him because he was dead to the world. Splashed him what with your fingers? Yes. Or? With I just so it wasn't really a splash. It was a like a flick, flick of water. Yeah. Flick of water. Flick of water. Nothing to write home about. Absolutely nothing. In his eyes, I tipped a bucket on him. But that's <laughs> in his more eyes, there was a tsunami coming yeah. at him. <laughs> So I flicked him with this water. Next thing I know, I'm getting dragged out off the bed into the onto the landing by my feet. And then I manage to get up and run into the bar into the bedroom, the other bedroom. He grabs me by the back of my head on my hair, pulls me down to the floor and stands on my throat and going, What the fuck do you think you're doing? How dare you flick water on me? And I honestly thought, this is the first thought I thought, he can really hurt me. I couldn't breathe. I had to pinch his leg to get him off of me because I couldn't breathe. And that's the first time I thought, wow, okay, you could really, um, really hurt, really me. hurt me. And even talking about it now, because I know people would be like, why didn't you just leave him? Why yeah. didn't... It, it's so hard to explain. You feel like you, you can't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just feel trapped. Mm. So... I get I've said it to when you hear about it before you're in the situation you think oh, why didn't she just leave like when you watch these programs yeah. you think why didn't she just leave but you don't know at the time how vulnerable you were mm. you know you were 18 when you lost your mum yeah um and then you met him a year later mm. which is so young you were living by yourself everything was new you met this complete prince charming for the for a couple of months and then you started to get emotionally and men- and mentally abused mm. I just, just felt lost, like lost, lost yeah. trapped and just unstable. Mm. But then at the same time, I was determined to be like, we can have this nice life that 
you showed me a glimpse yeah. of at the beginning. You do because you see so much potential in someone yeah. that you want to make them into that idyllic, you know, idyllic. Is it idyllic? Idyllic. Yeah, I think so. Idyllic person. Yeah. But actually, that was the very best fake version of themselves. And yeah. they are not that person. Mm. Um, it's mad. Because even when we broke up, I was desperate for him back. Yeah. I would. Be- I was obsessed. I would beg him to, like to get with me yeah. like to be back with me and I just think but then looking back now there are things that he did to make that you were think so that... clever mm. to make me just to have me hanging on enough when you broke up was there you know was it a full on break up straight away or did he kind of have you on the end of his string yeah uh, so I would receive emails telling me that he's gone to my mum's grave and tidied it up for me. And I think, oh, he does actually still care about me. But the whole time you were in a relationship, he didn't visit your mum's grave once. One thing, this I can laugh about it now, but at the point where I was like, no, this is ridiculous, I said, you never loved me, never. He would then ring me crying, saying, I've been so depressed, I've had time off of work because you're saying that I didn't love you. I loved you so much. And I was like, no. But them little things to me would be like, maybe he does. Yeah. So it would literally yeah. keep me there. But what he's sad about is how people are starting to portray him. So mm. when you're telling your story at the very start, because you're starting to open up and feeling confident with your friends to tell how you felt, mm. he was so threatened by that. He was trying to manipulate you mm. into believing that he was, you know, this lovely person that you always thought he was. Mm. So obviously now that you're out of that relationship, um, what did you start to do to make yourself feel better and feel more like yourself? Because I know from being in a toxic relationship, they really stamp on your personality completely. So you've got to build yourself back up again. So how did you feel that, you know, you got to be who you are now, which is a bubbly, funny, happy person. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. (laughs) could be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> How did you get to this point? Do you know what I think it is? It's just the support around me. Because I'm living with my really good friend. I've had you around me, everyone around me. Mm. And I don't know what it was. I just t- took care of myself. Mm. And I made myself a, a goal. I set myself a goal to come off of my antidepressants. Mm. Because that was one thing that was thrown at me constantly. If I asked him about something that I wasn't happy with or where he had done wrong automatically you've not had your tablets you've Mm. not taken your pill you've not done this you're fucked you need help you're bipolar you're this you're that so I thought right I'm really just gonna take care of myself and I don't know what happened but just something clicked I was Mm. going out more I was seeing my friends more I you were probably cut my hair you cut your hair very good haircut I have to say who's your hairdresser (laughs) but I would say that you um started talking more openly about your relationship and as soon as you were being absolutely truthful in what actually happened and the responses you were getting it probably made you realize that what you went through Mm. was very toxic and abusive and it was domestic violence yeah do you know what it was actually the point where um, there was an incident and he was threatening to send round a photo of me, photo. an intimate photo of me. And I was like, you need to delete this. You need to delete everything you have of me off of your phone. I even sent an email saying, if, if you can't confirm this, 
has been deleted, I will be taking it further. Absolutely nothing. And then he would he rang me and was like, I'm gonna send it round where we live because you're an asshole. Like they, everyone mm. needs to see the asshole that you are. And I would just thought, I've had enough. Mm. What the hell do I do? Um, so I would speak to who I'm living with and, and they were like, you need to uh, seek help and seek advice, if anything. So I did that, Got ended up getting sort of like an investigation for everything else. And I think that was the point where it come to my realisation of what had actually been mm. going on to me. Yeah. Because the police sat down with you and said to you, look, this is abuse, what you've been going through. And and even then I said, I don't want to press any, I don't want anything to happen. And they said, what you've just told me, whether you want it to or not, we're going to investigate this. Mm. And I feel like that's when it hit me at the severity of it. Because I thought if it wasn't anything, they wouldn't look into it. They wouldn't, when I'm telling them to just leave it, just all I want is this picture and everything deleted that's it mm. so for, from then on I thought okay I, I've like I can't yeah. go through any more yeah. of that it made you think fuck wow god I've been in this completely toxic environment where I for some reason think it's normal to be treated like yeah. this yeah so it, it is I mean it was so difficult having to like go over it all but I do think that was the point and that whole investigation where I realised truly that this isn't normal mm. and what had happened to me was abusive, emotionally, mentally and physically. Yeah. Um, and although nothing came of it, I didn't need anything to come of it. I didn't want anything to come of it. I'm not, and now I'm aware. Yeah. I don't know about you, but future relationships... Mm. I'm aware of what is not okay now. Probably more than normal. Do you know if you've not experienced it? Yeah, I really do think it's... I am so grateful that I met this narcissistic person Mm. and that we were in a toxic relationship. I know that, you know, I don't want anyone else to be in it, but I'm so grateful that I was in it because I have learned so much on how I will never ever let someone come into my life Mm. and treat me the way they treated me yeah and I will never let someone dampen my energy and you know I'm a really good person and if someone wants to come into my life they have to be fucking special and treat me with respect and to add to it and to add to it yeah and for so long we were both of us we were trying to fix that person we were trying to please them we were trying to be in a relationship that had potential but the potential was never shown Mm. so for anyone listening um who thinks they may be in a narcissistic and toxic relationship what would you say to them now oh my god that's so hard because at the time you don't realise. But yeah. I would say, do not push those closest to you away. Do not isolate yourself. Mm. And do not doubt yourself. Because everything I doubted, and I put off, and I didn't just didn't want to believe, was true. Everything. So, yeah, I would just say, listen to your gut, and you know what's right and what's wrong. Because it's so hard, because you will automatically just write it off. You forget the bad stuff for the good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I would probably say, um, if you suspect you're in a narcissistic relationship, 
educate yourself on what yeah. a narcissist is. Yeah. Read, read, read about what narcissists are. Educate yourself so much that you are so aware of their behaviours. Mm. Because when I was with this person, I didn't realise how toxic and narcissistic they were until I got out of there and I started reading about narcissists and I started um, watching videos and listening to podcasts and then I thought fuck fuck yeah. fuck there was th these were all the signs and red flags that I had at the very start but mm. because I was so involved in them I didn't want to learn about anything else I just was so obsessed with them at the time yeah. so I would say just educate yourself and just don't get lost in them. Don't get lost in them, yeah. Which is so easy to do mm -hmm. because that's what they want yeah. you to do. They want you to be obsessed with them and, and do anything for them, but just try not to lose the rest of your life and yourself yeah. for this one person yeah. because in the long run, you'll thank yourself. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. what I would take away yeah. from it. So And always, always, always open up to a friend or a family member Always, that yeah. are empathetic and compassionate. So just find that person that you can open up to because... Because people know. Mm -hmm. Like when I finally would start speaking, everyone was like, yeah, I know. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> we all knew yeah. what was going on. Yeah. We just didn't say anything for you, for like, because you're our friend. It's hard yeah. for people that are out of the situation, but some they think someone close yeah. to them is in that situation. So I, it is a hard one. Yeah. But yeah, just don't. You got this, girls. You got this. Relationships should be easy. My new relationship is so easy. Yeah. And are you happy. really happy now? I am the happiest. Got a new boyfriend, new job, social life. Independent. Independent woman. Not you go, girl. <laughs> well, thank you so much no, thank for you. being my very first guest on the show. Hopefully this goes live, the edited version. Um and you know I'll have you on for very. I've got so many different avenues of my life. You've got so much stories to tell. I cannot wait. So much shit. So much shit. I want to talk to you about. Thank you so much, girl. Thank you.